Hello, I'm Erin Marcus, founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, and I want to welcome you to Ready Yet? If all you needed was a step-by-step plan of what to do, you could buy a book on how to succeed and you would be all set. But here's the rub. You'll never do what it takes until you become the person it takes to do it. The Ready Yet podcast is dedicated to those who are ready to become the person who succeeds, ready to become the person who steps into more, and ready to become the best version of themselves. In the I'm Ready interview series, join me for inspiring conversations with people who figured out who they needed to be in order to achieve their dreams and were brave enough to be that person. Hello, hello, and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I am so, so excited to have Beck Power here because, my God, the name, how could you not? But here, so here's the thing, how I met Beck. Um, When I started my podcast, I had people reaching out to me from all over the place asking if they were interested, if I was interested in having them come on as a guest. And you could tell right away, like so, so, so many of them were just here, let me pitch my thing here. Let me pitch my thing here. Let me pitch my thing. And you could just tell, and I didn't even respond probably to like 90% of them, but your email is a little different. So for whatever reason, I responded and I said, well, if you've listened, it's really more about who you are and how you got there, not just the teaching points. And I'm not even going to give it away, but you wrote me like a one somewhat run-on sentence response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. And I just went, all right, not only yes, but that's the new bar, right? That's the new, if you're not at least this interesting, eh, we don't have room. <laughs> so <laughs> I, yeah. And so we connected and had a little prep call where we got to know each other a little better, had a good time. Um, and thought, well, not only is this someone who, yes, I want to have and introduce to my audience, but I see some work together down the road and I'm happy to have made this connection. So one, thank you. Thank you for reaching out the way you did. Thank you for being you what I already know about you, because why be boring? And thanks for being here today. Why don't you give a little bit of a more formal introduction of who you are and what you do? Thanks, Erin. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show. Really um, excited to be here, excited to have this conversation with you. Um, I have, clearly I'm from um, New Zealand and uh, that's why I talk like this. (laughs) um, Yeah, I've been working in the online space for what feels like a really long time, but in the online years, you know, whatever. It's since um, sort of 2010 was when I started my first business and built a website and things like that. Um, So it's not even that long, but it feels like a, an age. Ten years uh, is not a short period of time. Yeah. Um, and so now what I do, you know, after um, traveling the world and, and, you know, trying all these different types of businesses, online businesses, freelancing, that type of thing, I now help um, coaches and consultants to create better content, to create more content for social media and other things, and then to make more money from it, which is kind of the point, Right. Yeah. And it's one of the things that I talk to my clients about a lot of time is social media is not a sales funnel unless you treat it that way. Mm -hmm. It's a credential. It's definitely a credential where you go and meet people out in the real world and they look you up to see if you're a real life person or not, and then continue to engage with you. Mm -hmm. But if you're not doing this with serious intention, intention, yeah. It's not 
you know, people get mad. Well, I've been posting, how come nobody buys from me? I'm sure you hear that all the time, right? Yeah. It's like, cool. What are you posting? Well, things. Okay. <laughs> Motivational pictures. Where are you? Where are you pointing everyone? What do you mean pointing? Okay. Well, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> so yeah. how did you get into this? Are you, are you always like a techie? The guy I just talked to this afternoon, he's like, oh, I'm, so, I'm such a geek with this stuff. Is this something that always interested you? Um, is it, I, I, uh, started doing, like I started an SEO company with a friend when I was in New Zealand. Um, and I started my own, like I imported furniture <clears throat> from China to New Zealand, um, was my first business when I was 26. Cause that I, makes a I, lot of sense moving from furniture importing to SEO. I mean, obviously. that's clear path. Websites weigh a lot less than the furniture. <laughs> yes. I didn't have to carry anything around. I was in, um, I just, what I really like is, uh, is learning new things and discovering new ways of doing things and, and finding, you know, problem solving and, and things like that. So uh, getting into, and I also, you know, really value freedom. And so it was really a lot easier to create an online business than a furniture business. And so that's kind of what led me down the online road. And then I was just learning, you know, it just opens up a whole world, right? When you start learning about this stuff. I w I'm not really, um, I'm a nerd in that, you know, I really love software and figuring things out. I don't know how to code. I get bored of doing things. <laughs> you know, I have attention problems. You know what I mean? Like, oh yeah, I get bored of doing things. So what I like to do in my business is, um, you know, learn how to do a thing and then teach it to somebody else to do. And then I move into a different role. And I do that really quickly now. Well, so, okay, so let's stop there for a second, because yeah. this is a huge, huge, huge teaching point. Sure. Huge teaching point, because one of the things that stops most entrepreneurs is the control, only I can do this. I have that similar trait where I am very happy doing like two or three things in my business and then finding the other people and I understand in the beginning, there's some bootstrapping, right? You could right. kind of an all DIY at the beginning, but the faster you can give things away, the like absolute faster you can give things away. So I don't know, you know, you may or may not know the answer to this. What in you made that possible where the default, quite honestly, is usually the other way? Yeah, great question. And I spent years doing everything on my own and freaking out, you know, <laughs> and going, well, and people would say, well, why don't you just hire someone to do that? And I'd go, no, I can't because blah, blah, blah. And um, I always love talking about this uh, because it's a mindset thing, right? It's literally like everything in our lives. I'm a huge believer in um, maybe a bit of the woo woo, sure. but like even not the woo woo, which is my, you know, your, your beliefs shape your habits that shape, you know, what goes on in your life and shape your results. And so um, I started asking myself, and this will apply to lots of other things we talk about today too. I started looking at what my belief was and you can tell because of the things you argue for, right? You have a conversation with someone and you say, Hey, why don't you do this? And they go, no, I can't because. Right. And so I started asking myself that stuff. I, things would come into my head. No, I can't because. And I started asking myself this question. What if that wasn't true? Yep. You know, and all that does is kind of open up the possibility. And I'm not saying I knew what the answer was or some, you know, suddenly all this stuff changed. But what happened was I could step out of those things and just sit in this. I call it like the nebulous zone of like, 
I don't know what's the truth. You know, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what that means. I don't know any of this stuff. But once you are out of the limitations and those beliefs, you're then open to receive other stuff. So you're open to believe, create new beliefs. Or So I was looking around for some new beliefs. You know, what would it be like if I could just hire somebody else and the money I could make, you know, two sales next month and the money would just come? Right. What would it be like? You know, I started to believe and feel those kind of different feelings. And that was a transition that needed to happen to get to that next level. Nice. I think I, think I got lucky with that problem because it was one of the things and one of the things I tell people all the time is I work with a lot of previously successful corporate folks who are now entrepreneurs going I don't understand why this isn't working and I I really do believe so much of what made you great at your job kills you as an entrepreneur mm-hmm. however one of the things so I had a slightly less embattled process to get there luckily enough where one of the things I took with me from my corporate job is you hire people to do things, <laughs> yeah. right? Because in the corporate world, you just hire people to do the different things. Mm-hmm. So that just kind of made sense to me. Definitely. I think you're right. A lot of people with corporate backgrounds think that way. And I didn't have one. I've always, yeah. almost always worked for myself or, you know, um, in a, in a space where I was doing the things that needed to be done. And also I feel like as a personality, I've often, and if, if someone's listening to this, you might relate to this, like often like pulling work towards me and then feeling the heaviness of it. And then just like complaining about how heavy. Right. Right. You know, myself. right. You know, you're in a bad place when you start to resent your clients. Yeah. When you do everything you can for so long to get the clients and then you end up resenting Mm -hmm. having to do the work for the clients. Yep. Not a great place to be. No, but that's, and then you've, you've argued for these limitations and you've argued, 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 and now you're just stuck with them and you don't really see a way out. So you're just, you just keep in the cycle of like, you know, not, you're not enjoying work. You're not enjoying the clients, you're not enjoying the stuff that you're doing every day. It's like walking through mud. And the only way out of that is to challenge the beliefs that you're holding. There's no other way out. No, I absolutely. Cause so many people come to me for messaging and marketing strategy and business strategy. And that like takes an hour. That's not hard. Yeah. And then the rest of the time is, Oh my God, why isn't any of this work? You know, the, the real problem, the real problem. And I, you'll laugh because I know you'll appreciate this. I call what I, the mindset side of what I do street level mindset because it's not the puppies, rainbows and unicorn side. I'm, I'm glad you're happy. That's a byproduct. <laughs> I want to talk more about what do I need to do in this moment right now to get out of my own way and take the action? Yes, getting out of your own way, exactly. And if I turn out happier because of it, that's great. <laughs> but that's not necessarily the initial result we're going for. Yeah. And it's like a practice, right? It's, it's like anything else. Every day it's, there's something that's me in my own way and I have to look at it and I have to go, I'm doing that thing again and then step out of it. And you know what I mean? It's not just like, Oh, once you've hired somebody, it's all great. Well, and I, you know, as I'm listening to you, I think you probably, not only do you go through this, but you see this with your clients that, Another challenge I see that completely limits people is issues with visibility. 
issues with visibility. That was a big one for me. Like my Facebook is made up of people from my corporate world, people from my friends world, people from this failed business, people from this good business. And to go put yourself out there and claim your space Mm -hmm. took me a while. I had to be reminded again, oh my God, we're building this sales page and I hate the picture of me that everyone else loves. <laughs> of course, right? And I've just had to let it go, right? But I'm sure you see that over and over again, especially doing that social media content is the visibility issue. Yeah, people, you know, again, people getting in their own way going, well, I don't like this picture. I have to wait till my background is really, you know, everything looks really great. And that means I got to get new wallpaper, but I'm not going to be able to get that till next week. And like putting all these things, we just pile them in front of what we need to get done. There's always going to be stuff. And, you know, I think especially at the beginning, when you're really at the beginning, um, what like I have this video I made a while ago it was about you know nobody cares like your first 50 videos or something like that like you know if you're just doing daily lives or something like that like nobody cares about your videos you're putting something on YouTube people are waiting till they get on YouTube till they have all these perfect things like nobody's gonna see it think of it this way you're archiving great content for when you get good (laughs) so you can teach people and, and, and then you can look back and go, like, look how I started. Look how crap this <laughs> exactly. video was. And if you don't have that story of, like, look how crap my first video was, other people are going to have, they're going to struggle because they'll look at you and think you've been like that the whole time. Yes. And just putting yourself out there regardless, just practicing because all, like, all of social media is practice. You know, half the stuff that I write falls totally flat. It's just half of it is, but I show up every day and make posts and make videos and do things. Um, And not all of it works. You know, I'd say 25% of it is really like works pretty well. But when it hits, it can make a huge difference for somebody. Yeah. And you're not going to be able to do, get those, um, that great 25% without putting out, you know, 50% of average stuff and 25%. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I hope you're enjoying this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I know I really enjoy having conversations about who you need to be in order to reach new heights. As founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business, I work with my clients at the intersection where what they need to do to succeed meets who they need to be to do it. If you would like to have a conversation about your business, please reach out to me at erin at conqueryourbusiness.com. What are you most proud of? What are you absolutely the most proud of? Um, I'm really proud to have, okay, so I would, I would spend, have spent a lot of time over the last few years of starting different businesses and keeping with them for six months, a year, 12 minutes. You know, sometimes you just start something and you're like, whoa, this is crap. I don't want to do it. I'm going to try something else. And I was always looking for a, um, like a magical result, you know, the heavens opening, angels singing, this is the business for you. This is going to be successful. You can put all your effort into it. But you don't know that at the beginning. You just have to keep showing up. And what I've done now with this business is just stay with it. You know, we talked about this a little bit before the call, right? Iterating, iterating, iterating. Your first event, you know, you, you do the best you can. The second one, you use all the same emails that you wrote for the first one, but you improve them a bit. The third event, you might do a mini chat bot or something like that. You know, you, you just keep improving things each time. And, and I've been building and building on the same offer for months, a year, 
just the same one offer, just pushing the same offer to the same audience, solving the same problem. You know what I mean? And I'm very, very proud as someone who has struggled in the past with, you know, shiny object syndrome to um, have built a business that works, that helps people, that, um, you know, is, is successful and is fun for me to run. You know, I'm not bored of it yet. Certainly there's been times where I'm like, oh, God, do I really have to do this thing? But I stick stuck with it and I'm very, very proud. Well, and I think one of the things you said before kind of ties in that if you, part of the reason people do that, go from thing to thing to thing. Sometimes they're looking for an easy button. Sometimes they're looking, they think everything should happen automatically because that's what we kind of see, especially this year when we've really only been virtual. So you're really only seeing filtered highlight reel from people instead of the reality underneath. And if more people maybe were showing the behind the scenes work and the fact that it took work, people get, you know, three feet from gold. People just give up so fast. Yeah, it's true. I like that, um, you know, showing the back uh, background, documenting, you know, what's going on uh, behind the scenes. That's actually a really important piece of or type of content that you can create for social media is showing people what's going on. If you can't think of anything to post, do a video about, hey, can't think of anything to post. Right. You know what I mean? Like, just say, this is, this is happening today and, you know, it's because this stuff has been going on and I'm just worried about this. Don't, like, you know, have <laughs> right. a diary. But you know what I mean? Like, just show people what's really happening. Um, I just sent out an email about how I tried to put up some Ikea furniture last night and it was a total disaster. And I was trying to rush and I wasn't paying attention. It was a long day. And then I picked up um, The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace Wattles and opened it up. And then there's like, you know, it's like, don't rush, do everything, right. you know, on the, in the, on the day that you can do it and no more. Because if you try to rush, you're now being competitive and that puts you back on the plane. It's of- in the wrong mindset. Absolutely. Yes. One of the, one of my most liked photos and recently was a behind the scenes picture I was doing some professional video shoots. So we had the nice background. I was all dressed up and I couldn't stop laughing in order to do the videos. Yes. And so there's a picture of me like bent over in hysterics with annoyed, (laughs) (laughs) like annoyed people who needed to be accomplishing something around me. Yes. As I'm holding up the whole production. Perfect. That's just what you want. That's the reality of it. That's the content though, right? It's like, tell that story, show the picture. People are engaged and interested and they see what you're doing. I mean, creating content like that is, I mean, I just love weird content that most people wouldn't post. Because when you think of what to post on Facebook, it's like, oh, I've got to teach some business thing or whatever it is that you do. But that right there is a perfect piece of content. My, well, and so for me, Purpose Driven Payday, I volunteer every Friday at a wildlife rescue. And I think that's been one, first getting over my visibility of what I look like when I'm there. Because we're not talking about, oh, she's so vain. We're talking about like, that's just gross, right? We've moved past it. It's just, it it has its moments. Um, But I can work so hard on all of my content. And then I put one picture of me holding this giant possum who has slimed me because that's how they show affection (laughs) so I've got like possum goop all over me and that's what everybody loves yeah yeah Yeah. definitely and it's cool because you know on social media people want to see the real you they want to see what you're doing no one's going to tune in for somebody who doesn't show any of their personal stuff it's Mm -hmm. only business stuff 
Um, and it gives you like a like factor, you know, people really feel like they want to keep up with what you're doing. And if you're just sending them business crap all the time, they're... Well, and it lets you like... One thing I love about doing social media the right way, doing marketing the right way, is it makes everything so much easier because you're automatically, inherently drawing your people to you just because of what you're sharing. And if you never share your authentic self, then how are they going to know? Yeah, yep, exactly. And people struggle to do that, you know, they have visibility issues, like you said, but it's really, you just have to jump in and try and, and start doing things, showing people the things. Sometimes you overshare. I overshare all the time. Then I go, oh crap, that's embarrassing. Probably should have <laughs> sent that. But um, I follow James Altucher who, you know, he's a, a great author. And um, he says if you're, and maybe other people have said this, but if you're not embarrassed, you know, or scared when you push publish, right. You know, then that's, you're not really pushing the, you know, pushing the envelope. One of my tips for that, and you'll love this because it's completely a plug for you. Have other people be pushing the button. Mm-hmm. If you have other people pushing publish, then you don't get the opportunity to get in your own way. Mm-hmm. It's true. There's a lot of stuff that I'm, I put out that I'm like, oh, this is not really perfectly me or I wouldn't say things that way. But like at the end of the day, I can spend all my time creating content and posting it and making sure it's perfect and getting out one piece of content a month which that works for some people or I can have someone else do my content and and I do probably 20% of what I put out um, or I just outline it for her and And then um, then I don't have to you don't get in your own way I don't get in my own way everything gets done and listen I'm still getting clients so so something's working yeah I don't have to be a perfectionist and have everything perfect I just have to get out of my own way put stuff out there and work on the, the stuff that I'm really good at. And what I like spending time on the most, what's the most valuable thing for me to spend time on. So one of the things we talked about a little bit, so I love asking the real questions because we can talk surface all day long, but we mentioned, and I, this is just something that's been such a consistent theme as I've done these interviews is not so much in corporate, but as an entrepreneur, the more you embrace your authentic self, the more successful you are, not mm-hmm. just in your visibility, you know, the whole, the whole nine yards. And you shared with me in one run on sentence a little bit, but you can share that <laughs> as much as you're comfortable. Um, how hard or easy was it for you to really embrace and live your authentic self? Yeah. Uh, that's such a fun question because <laughs> I, I, I think I have a unique experience and a unique lens on what that, what that means. Um, for me, you know, I grew up in a really religious environment and I was not encouraged to express my unique self. And so when I, um, when I left New Zealand and when I was traveling, I kind of call those the dark years because I just don't even, I don't remember half of what went on and, and I didn't know who I was at all. And I was in a bunch of crappy relationships and I was like, kind of floating around the world without um, a, I don't want to say like moral compass. Cause I don't really have, like, that's not really what it's about. It was just, I didn't have a set of values. Mm. I didn't know what I was all about. I didn't know who I was, what I stood for, what I was doing in the you world. Knew, Cause clearly by leaving, you knew you didn't want the values of what right. left a gap. Right. Instead of replacing it with something, it just left a void. Exactly. So I had these things, you know, 
get married, have kids, do this thing, blah, 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 like all these things. And within the church as well, it was a whole bunch of steps. And I didn't want any of that stuff. And I, but I didn't know what I wanted because I didn't really know what the options were. I sure. just knew that wasn't for me. So yeah, there was a big void. Um, and it's only really in the last sort of like three to five, maybe five years that I've started to go, like even to have it occur to me to go, how do I actually want this? Instead of just taking what I'm given, people who would return stuff at, you know, send things back in restaurants. I was always like, oh, like, how can you do that? Just take whatever someone gives you. It's like, oh, wow. so I just would, I had all these weird things that um, I didn't really notice. And then it's only really in the last five years that um, something, those things have started showing up for me. And I'm like, oh, wow, that's, I've started noticing and becoming aware of these issues um, and, and wondering how I would really want things to be in my dream world or whatever. And so I've been creating who I am. And I think that that's a real key as well. It's creating, you get to create who you are. You don't, it's not necessarily discovering it because it doesn't always, it might not exist um, without you creating it. Like the intention. Yeah. You have to put some intention into creating who you are you could let it just happen as it happens and you just- that is my well, that's one of my biggest pet you know my low my tagline is be in charge take action get results and right. a lot of people meet me and they think that I and I love working with these people who want to have big huge successful businesses and giant lives and, and that's fantastic I'm also a big fan of a hobby business owner as long as that's what they chose yeah, that's it. It's all about being intentional with and, and choosing whatever it is that you have. If you want to do nothing and stay in bed all day, perfect. If that's what you actually choose and not just like you feel, you know, crap about in response it. to somebody else's story or what somebody else's expectations or. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I've been creating myself over the last five years and it's a really fun journey. You know, it, it, there was, there definitely needed to be some awareness first before that happened. Um, but, and I think, you know, I don't think a lot of people have the experience that I've had in this scenario, but I do think there are people who have it and it's really scary to be floating around without that, um, those values and the, knowing, you know, that awareness of what it is that's missing or what you need to create. Um, so that's been a really fun, interesting, scary, terrifying, um, well, and I'm trying, as I'm listening to you, I'm trying to decide what's harder. And I think harder is the wrong word. I think it's hard when you are trying to change those opinions when they're so ingrained from somebody else. But I think it's scarier when you have none. Yeah, it's interesting. I I've always feel like um, it's, a, it's been kind of a blessing in a way because I sort of live in the nebula zone. Where I'm like, oh, I don't really know if this is true. And I can question my beliefs really quickly now because um, it's, I've developed a habit of being aware. I'm sure there's tons that I don't catch. But, but I've developed a habit of being aware of the types of things that I'm thinking and going like addressing those really quickly and going, oh, is that true? Nope. Cool. Let me just look at what's going on. What are the options? What can I do instead of that? And not being stuck because a lot of people, you know, we've both had conversations with these people. A lot of times people just want to argue for their limitations over and over again. And they feel that that's the truth. Right. They absolutely 100% believe. One of of the things I say is 
one of the best things that you can learn is how to become an observer of your own behavior. Mm -hmm. And yeah, from an outside perspective, not like attached to that, that thing. It's like they're, they're, they're heads. Yeah. I had one of these yesterday and I'll just share this story because it's horrible and recent and terribly embarrassing. So, (laughs) so I'm 50 years old. I used to be a competitive powerlifter, bodybuilder. Um, I used to box. I mean, I've always been in shape and I always, that was my identity because I started that at 19. I wasn't a high school athlete, but early in college is when I started the powerlifting and now I'm not. And I've got an odd group of injuries. I'm older. I can't, I, I, I just can't do it. And I also don't look the part anymore. And I was at, I was working out last night and it's a very, um, safety conscious situation with what's going on right now. So nobody's anywhere near each other, but there is someone in charge of the room, um, kind of just making sure that nobody's anywhere near each other, if nothing else. And I was in my little corner and it was a gentleman who I hadn't met before. And the other people I'm used to who are being there, they know I've recently had a really scary injury. I've got all these things I'm fighting, but they've also seen the other side of me when I've been in strength mode. And I found myself telling this total stranger, like every problem I was having, and I was so unhappy with myself Mm -hmm. and how I looked in the oversized t-shirt. And like, I looked, (laughs) the only way I can describe it, I looked like somebody's mom trying to work out, (laughs) right? (laughs) And I'm not a mom, so I still have that. I don't have that feeling. Right. That, well, of course you do. You're not, I'm not, I, I'm not a mom. So I don't have that feeling. I don't default. So I looking back, I'm like, what? We talk about observing your own behavior. So mm-hmm. of course at two o'clock in the morning, I woke up completely embarrassed of myself <laughs> and going, what was that? And I think I just really figured out that I was, I didn't, I have such an identity as this, athletic strong person and here's a stranger and I was just like why would I care Mm -hmm. I was mortified first I was first mortified by what he saw and second mortified by how I had behaved (laughs) (laughs) well it went against your identity right that's not that must have been really like when you when you see yourself in a form that's not according to how you usually see yourself that can be really shocking (laughs) (laughs) amazing it was hysterical it was like oh become an observer of but the point is I have learned that if I feel icky there's a reason for it think about that reason I like that. That's really good. That's like an um, indication, right? Your, your body is giving your, your mind or whatever is giving you an indication. It doesn't feel right. Not aligned. Like, you know, it might, something is wrong. And, and most people kind of sweep that aside and like, Oh, just don't think about that again, but looking at it and addressing what happened and what you thought, like what that made you think and why that happened, like why that made you think it is so important to kind of clear it. I, I mean, I'm an energy yeah. person. Like clearing, you can clear that energy instead of like storing it somewhere in your body. Absolutely. I, and I, 
have learned kind of like you said in the, in the efforts to observe my behavior and improve upon it and it doesn't have to be scary it can be again go street level mindset get it done i oop i'm doing the thing there's the thing don't yeah. beat yourself up over it mm-hmm. oop did the thing or oop that's a new thing what's that all about <laughs> yeah it's self awareness you know i feel like it's it's the unsung um yeah what is the word? Like, it's one of the most important things that people don't really talk about in entrepreneurship is like having that awareness of yourself, not just a basic self-awareness, you know, which a lot, often people talk about, but underneath all of that, really noticing the stuff that happens in your body, in your mind, when you respond to things, why you get so defensive to a customer email, you know, right. if, if people are bitching about something that's happening with their business, if you join in, like noticing why that stuff happens And then, you know, making your commitment, like, what's your intention? You know, if I have an argument with my partner, I'm like, I apologize within like 20 minutes. I, you know, I apologize. My intention is to communicate better next time. I'm sorry that I, you know, said what I said or acted that defensively or responded in that way. Like that my intention is not to do that. My intention is to do this. So next time I'm going to pay more attention. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And, and in the, business as well. I think the other thing is the whole thing with having to be right, mm-hmm. not, you know, because you're scared that, and, and acknowledging something went wrong is not the same thing as saying I'm bad, you know? For sure. That's, that's been a really tough one for me. I get super defensive. If somebody, um, I had uh, about a year ago, I had a client write to me and, and I, you know, I got super defensive you know, and then a few months later, um, she told me, you know, I, I had this problem later on, but I didn't want to write to you because you had been so defensive. And I was like, oh, like, I just felt, I mean, it was a great lesson for me and I have to just take it as a lesson, but it happens, you know, we, we get defensive and we have to really notice, like I was much later on, I apologized, took total, um, accountability and, and, For, for, ha- for that problem. And I said, I said, like, I want to acknowledge how I acted before. And that is not my intention. You know, <laughs> I don't want to do that to my clients. And I'm sorry that that happened. I uh, take complete responsibility for it. That won't happen again. And I trust myself that that doesn't happen anymore. Because now it's, I'm aware if someone writes something to me, I know how I feel. And I remember that client and I'm like, Ooh, don't want that to happen again. You don't want to do that again. Right. Yeah. One of those injuries. Oh, you only do that once, <laughs> maybe twice. <laughs> Exactly. But, but staying aware of it, because it keeps popping up, that type of stuff. It's not like it just happens once. Well, and, and so just listening to you talk, and we'll wrap this up, but I think because of what you do for a living, kind of like because of what I do, you know, there's one of the similarities is understanding this helps you help your clients. Mm-hmm. Because you can observe where they're getting stuck because you're doing the work yourself. Yeah, totally. And waking up every day, being committed to doing that work and being committed to doing better for them and for myself. And, and to, I, th- I call it like, um, finding my possibility. Mm-hmm. Like what's the, what is the best that I could be? What is the most that I can help people? What's, you know, like thinking bigger and bigger. Yeah. Um, so if someone wants to get a hold of you and they're not on my webpage where the links are just handy dandy for them, what is the best way for them to get a hold of you? So um, my website is uh, ampcontentacademy.com. So it's a free academy for content. 
Um, Basically, all I talk about is content. And uh, you can email me if you have any specific questions about stuff we've talked about today or if you just think I look cool or something like that. Come and connect. Um, My email is beck at powercreative.me. That's a new one for me. .me. Awesome. Well, thank you so, so much for joining me today. It's been awesome to get you know get to know you even further. And I look forward to all the things we can do together. Awesome. Great chatting to you, Erin. Thank you so much for joining me on the Ready Yet podcast. I get so motivated by the amazing accomplishments of the remarkable people I meet, and I'm excited to be able to share some of their stories with you. You can find more episodes of Ready Yet at your favorite source for podcasts or at conqueryourbusiness.com. And if you've already decided that you are ready to become the person you need to be to achieve your big goals, feel free to reach out to find out how I can support you in your efforts. Or check out the Work With Erin page on the Conquer Your Business website. I also invite you to share this podcast with anyone you know who loves to learn and be inspired. And if you're so inclined, I'd be absolutely grateful for any reviews you'd like to share as well. Thanks again for joining me. This has been Erin Marcus, hopefully inspiring and helping you to go conquer your big dreams.